Hello, hola, ni hao, bonjour, all of the hellos. Welcome to a brand new episode of Opinion Central. I'm your host, Paul O'Donnell, and this... That was a really bad drum roll. Well, this is the intro music. All right. So today, I am not joined by anyone. I'm not joined by Connor. I'm not joined by guests. It's it's just me. I'm alone today. It's great. And for those of you wondering, the reason why Connor is not joining me today, it's mainly because we've both been very busy in between Christmas and New Year's right around the corner. Our schedules have been very active, a lot of stuff going on. So we have just been very unable to meet up and record. So that's why you're stuck with me today. And because of the holidays and New Year's and all the action that goes on in that time period between Christmas and New Year's, today's episode's not going to be too long because I don't want to keep you away from your whatever it is you do during this time of the year. So today I'm talking about a show. I'm going to be talking about a show. I'm talking about a Netflix show. A Netflix original show that came out on December 20th. And no, we're not talking about Star Wars today. I know that also came out on December 20th, but we're going to be talking about Star Wars and The Mandalorian pretty soon. I I just finished watching the final episode of The Mandalorian Season 8, or Episode 8, Season 1, and I really liked it. We'll talk about that uh, maybe next episode, maybe the one after that. We'll see. But today, if you haven't guessed it already... I'm going to be talking about The Witcher, Netflix's big fantasy original show, eight episodes, about eight hours of watch time. I finished it in two days. It was great, and I'm going to tell you why it was great. So The Witcher, for those of you who don't know, it's based off of a book series. I am going to look up who it's written by right now. I I honestly, uh, listen, guys. I'm a busy guy. (laughs) And, oh, so I I did look it up and I would, I would tell you who wrote it, but it's, it's a complicated name. I'll give it it a go. I'm going to say it's Andrzej Sapkowski. He's Polish. So, you know, you, you know who he is, obviously writer of the Witcher novels. But so the show is based off of the Witcher novels. There are also Witcher video games. I think there's three of them. The Witcher 3 actually won game of the year last year. So in 2018, depends on when you're listening to this. Last year could be 2019 for you listening. Um, but yeah, Witcher Witcher was has already been a pretty big thing. And now Netflix comes out with this huge show starring Henry Cavill as the lead, as Gerald. And I really liked it. So the show follows three people, three main main characters, and that's Gerald, who is the Witcher, Ciri, who is a princess, and Yennefer, who is a sorcerer. 
And the show does a really good job at bouncing back and forth in between each character's story. Now, the one thing, one thing I want to bring up, there, there is one weird thing about this first season. I don't think it's going to continue on into the next seasons, but for this first season, the director decided to do this time jump dealio with the characters, and he doesn't let you know that there are time jumps. So the first episode, all three characters are acting in different periods of time. So for example, Siri, the princess, she would be considered to be on the present timeline. So everything you see of her in the show, that's what's going on now. The first time you see Gerald, his actions in the first episode are taking place approximately 15 years before what's going on with Siri. And then the sorceress, Yennefer, the first time we see her, which would be in episode two, those scenes take place 30 years before Siri's present timeline. Now, throughout the show, they all kind of start to interact with each other. Yennefer meets up with Gerald at one point, so their timelines finally catch up. And then over time, over, over the course of the season, Yennefer and Gerald's uh, story catches up with series, and then they're all in the present time timeline, time zone, whatever it is. And I didn't realize this until episode seven, and I'm not going to be spoiling anything here, but I would see characters that you would recognize from series timeline, and then they would magically be wherever Gerald is. And initially watching it, that made no sense. I don't, I didn't understand how these two people were in the same places. I actually thought they were different characters, but they looked similar. But in reality, it was just, it was the same character, but six years before the present or, or eight years before, whatever it was. So the show doesn't tell you it's going to do that, but I think it's important for a watcher, a viewer, a Netflix binger to know what's going on. And I'm actually going to go back and rewatch the show probably in a week or two, because now that I understand how this timeline works, I'll be able to appreciate the show a lot more, a lot more than I already have. So the show, a lot of people were saying, oh, it's Netflix's Game of Thrones, which I mean, yeah, it's, it's Netflix's big fantasy series and they've already started producing a season two they even announced season two before season one released that's how confident they were and it's right for them to do so because season one was very very good but it's not game of thrones-esque game of thrones had dragons and some some white walkers and some weird stuff but the witcher surrounds itself a lot around magic and sorcery which i like i think a lot more than dragons also there are dragons in the witcher universe so it's like you have the Game of Thrones stuff and more. So I, I've really enjoyed the world that The Witcher takes place in. I think there's a lot of interesting characters and things going on. Also, the cin cinematography. Obviously, there was a big budget for the show. Netflix really wanted to push this up. And so you can expect some really cool shots, some really cool action scenes. It, it, it's filmed very well. I, I definitely was not disappointed with the... CGI or any, any of the stuff that usually you wouldn't see in a Netflix original show. So I, I, I want to bring up uh, about the show, The Witcher, season two. Now, I'm not like I said, I'm not going to be spoiling anything from season one. But season one sets it up to a point where all the characters are now in the same present timeline. 
And so moving forward into season two, my best guess is they're going to now just have a linear timeline where what's happening is happening as you see it. It's not a flashback, not it's a future thing. I, I think it's going to be pretty straightforward season two, but I also think it's going to be really good because season one sets up season two very well because like I said, I don't want to spoil anything, but a lot of cool stuff happens in the final episode where you want to see more. Now, sadly, season two isn't supposed to come out until 2021. And considering I just am getting done with 2019, I'm kind of upset about that. But I think to hold me over until then, I'm going to probably read the books. I want to read the Witcher books. And I also want to play the video game. I think I'm going to get the Witcher 3 on my Nintendo Switch and play that. So I'm kind of really into the Witcher right now, which is, it's, it's kind of fun. Now the show, the show definitely is gruesome. It like it, like I said, it's has those game of Thrones, that feeling to it where there is a lot of gore and bloodshed and some really dark stuff. And, and the Witcher is definitely more of a horror than game of Thrones. If that makes sense, it's, it's more, uh, there's a lot, lots more scarier things. There's monsters and all, all this crazy stuff. So it's definitely more darker than Game of Thrones, I would say. And I'm fine with that. Some people might not be. But it was really enjoyable. And the, the other thing I do want to talk about before we conclude this short little episode, there is a character in The Witcher who is a bard. Now, his name, again... I haven't done any research, so we're looking it up. Um, his name's Dandelion, from the looks of it. Uh, Jaskier is his name in the show, and in the books and in the games, it's Dandelion. That's what Google was showing me, so I'm going to trust it. But the Jaskier in the, in the show, the bard who follows the Witcher and creates songs, really was cool. And, and for a lot of shows, bringing music into like a fantasy drama action-filled show, bringing music into it is kind of usually weird. The Game Game of Thrones, have, they did it. Remember? The Ed Sheeran? Yeah, you probably don't because it was really bad. But a lot of shows can't pull off bringing upbeat, happy music into a show that's really a dark show. But The Witcher does it really well. The Witcher was able to make this character, this it, this relief in this this dark world. You had this bard who would go around creating happy songs. And the songs were really good, too. I, I want Spotify or iMusic. I don't know what, but I want this song to be released so I can listen to it on repeat. Uh, but the songs were really cool that the bard did. The bard character, really cool. I think the actor who played him did a really good job. And, yeah, overall, the show, it was good. I would recommend it. If you if you liked Game of Thrones, I think you'd like this show. I don't really know what else to compare this to. There's a lot of and and you got to be prepared. This isn't a show you can just throw on and then kind of look at your phone, look back up at the TV. You have to pay attention to this show. There's a lot of background and history that you have to pay attention to. Some names are thrown around, characters that might be on the screen for a little bit but then are important later on. And like I said, the whole time jumping thing. So this is definitely a show you'll have to pay attention to and invest eight hours or so of your day into, as I have. But I think it's worth the watch. I think season two should be really good. 
I'm excited to see what Netflix does with this. I'm hearing that the show's doing very well. I was worried because a lot of critics were saying, oh, the show was bad. But in reality, the critics, most critics, when they review a show, they kind of pick out an episode. They watch that single episode. It could be the first episode, the last episode, an episode in the middle. It doesn't really matter. They watch one episode and then determine whether the show's good based off of that one episode. Now, it's kind of funny because you can't really judge a show based off of one episode. It, the, you got to watch the whole thing to enjoy it, to all the all the plot points. At pretty much every, you have to see a whole show to review it. So I, I really don't understand all these critics saying it's a bad show when in reality it was, it was well-written, it was well-acted. I enjoyed it. And there, there were very few, it was, it was slim to find, a couple reviews. I know the New York Times had one where they said the show was good. And that's because they did watch the entire thing instead of picking out one episode. But ignore the critics because the audience reviews have been really good. I think, I think on Rotten Tomatoes, it's like a 40-something percent by the critics and a 93% by the audience, which kind of proves my point that the critics really – critics are pretty bad at their job if, if – I, that's a whole other episode. I don't. I don't like movie critics too much, because they they are really. It, it's it's a weird thing to do, especially for shows. Movies is one thing. Reviewing a movie is you go watch the movie and then you talk about it. But shows, the way people review shows, by just picking out stuff or determining your review based off of another review, it's it's all messy. So don't believe the critics. Believe me, the most honorable and trustworthy critic. Witcher was good. Witcher was great. I enjoyed it. I'm enjoying it more than Game of Thrones. Comparing this first season of The Witcher to the first season of Game of Thrones, I like this more because I like all the magic stuff that's going on. And I like, I just like the world that The Witcher is set in a lot more. And you can watch it if you want. If you have Netflix, it is a Netflix original. But I understand it's not for everyone. And I, I hope... I hope you enjoyed me talking about it anyway. Even if you don't even want to watch it, I hope you enjoyed me talking about it for a good couple minutes. And by this time, by, by the time this episode's out, New Year's will be right around the corner. So I wish you all a happy new year. And I'm excited to see what's to come in 2020. So thank you for this. Honestly, thank you for this year. This year has been really awesome. I know there was a lot of dry dry points in terms of releasing episodes during the summer you barely got any but lately it's it's been consistent we've had i think well over 10 episodes now that have been back to backs every sunday a couple we had the one wednesday episode i plan on doing more of those and for all you listening just thank you for 2019 i'm i'm really thrilled i get to do this and have a couple of you listen and tune in and yeah so i'll talk to you all in 2020 have a great day. Bye-bye.